Hello, listeners. It's truly our pleasure to have you join us for this weekly segment of our program called Hearer Voices from the People Who Bring You ICU Talks. Today, we'll take a few minutes to revisit the messages from our most recent event and dig a little deeper into the content and meaning of what we heard. So now, it's our great pleasure to begin this episode of Hear Voices. We hope you enjoy it. We're recording. Hey, this is Kim Honeycutt. Hey, Danielle Justice. Dan Bruzek. And so we are IC Talks Hear Voices podcast team because no one else wanted the job. That's it. Right? <laughs> that's, that's fair, right? No one else wanted to do this. And so if you listened to the last podcast, you got to hear Macy's 20 minute and eight seconds mm-hmm. talk and how amazing she was. But if you were anything like my reaction and my brother Dan's reaction, then you probably wanted a little bit more. So guess what? There's Macy's more? There's more. Oh, yeah. There's always okay, more. Okay, good. Good. So Macy's here. Hey, hey. hey. And so your name is Macy Kennedy, but you said I'm not allowed to say your last name. What's your last name? Last name is Swega. 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 Yeah. Why that is totally that? Spanish. You've been totally like, yeah, saying Swega. Yes. But I've decided, um, since I'm pursuing speaking a little bit more now, that I would go by my maiden name, which is Kennedy, because no one can say Swega, spell Swega. Oh, so they introduce you, like, right. just chop your yeah, name. Yeah, right. So, and it's and a Kennedy's little Kennedy's kind bit. of a common name. Like, people yes. have heard it once or twice. Maybe there's a president. Yes. Yeah. A murder yeah. has to do with Kennedy. Mm, Something. Totally, and totally relatable. So if relatable. I'm, <laughs> if I'm a little bit more honest about this, I will say, too, that it's a little bit of a... Just love tap to my dad because, mm-hmm. as I shared, my brother passed away when he was yeah. 14, and there's no one to carry on the name. Yeah, um, you know, and so it's kind of like I love my man. I am a Swega 100%. Right. I go by Swega in any other way, but just this one area, my dad was a huge part of my faith. In this one area of having opportunities to speak, I'm like, I'll go by Macy Kennedy. Everyone can say it, spell it. Sure. And then, you know, it's kind of a way to pass on his yeah. name. So. I love that. And, and I relate to that because, you know, I'm, I'm engaged to Shamal Moore. Yes. And he and I have an, an agreement that I will not go yeah. to Kim Honeycutt Moore. I had wondered. Yeah, I'm not. People won't be able because to find you on Because it feels like an incomplete sentence. Kim Honeycutt Moore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Money mm-hmm. more. More what? Like, what right? Send them more. Like, what? Is that so? We're, I'm just going to stick with Honeycutt. You get it, and, and See, Shamar, we could be your the license same yes. can say something else. Shamar, totally like Christopher, else. totally supports it. Christopher is a very secure oh, man, so I'm we had no problem. I'm telling you, with Christopher it. and Shamar have some could stuff in common. Could they not be brothers, be girl? In we married up. We I'm did. just yes, we so yeah. married up. Is Ooh. this about you, Kim? I can't remember. It's <laughs> a little bit about okay, Macy. Good. I have no questions for you. Well, just in case you're wondering, I didn't get a lot of attention as a child. So this is how I replenish. (laughs) Well, in case you wondered, I kind of want to be Oprah. And so I could interview here. We could just totally flip things. I'm so down. Down with that, sister. For real. So I'm so excited that you're here. I know you travel a little bit of a distance in the rain to get here. And we're excited that our listeners get to learn more about you. You did such a great job talking about grief and how to conquer our fears and to be more than a conqueror in all that we do. So can you tell our listeners real quick, me one or two sentences, what um, what your story's about? Basically, I shared about my grief and depression journey through my mom 
dying. I think it actually really began when she was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And um, I just shared how how fear, for whatever reason, was a big manifestation for me during that process. And it started controlling how I lived life, how Mm -hmm. I loved my people or really didn't love them well. And, um, and then how, how God invited me mm-hmm. to really live again and, uh, and just my, my journey to saying yes to him. And it's still today me saying yes, because that, that fear wants it's to like a constant in. creeper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. That constant creeper is not right. well Keep it in yeah. check. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. And I'm glad we're talking about grief because it is, it is about our mental health. Mm-hmm. And people in America, not other countries do this, but in America we do this. We give each other two weeks to grieve mm-hmm. a significant loss. And then you're supposed to be back at work. Back to normal. Back to normal, happy, smiling, back on your committee at church. I yeah. wouldn't have even said two weeks. I feel like after the funeral, it's kind of yeah. like everyone just goes their, their they do. separate ways. And just like that day after, it's like... People like yeah. the, your people around you just go back to their normal life, right. so you're just expected to. Yeah. So, and even those comments that I trust are there to, you know, maybe they're, they're trying to help or are wanting to look out for you, but the comments that are like, they're in a better place. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, they don't miss us. They're in the presence mm-hmm. of the Lord, and it's yes. I mean, there is truth but I'm still to that. Here. Exactly, yes. but it still doesn't mean that the grief process is any right. easier. That's I'm not right. saying that my mom is not loving being in the presence of the Lord, or that yes. that she's not in a better place. Right. But I'm still here, and That's right. like you said, it's putting a bandaid over that with those. Mm you know, cliche quotes that I think are intended to be helpful, but are they? Yeah, and so, like, your mom left without your permission. Right. Right, and so when you have that kind of loss in someone, it's it's a different time, and you feel so powerless Mm -hmm. on what's happening. Someone reminding you that you're powerless Mm -hmm. over what just happened probably doesn't feel warm and fuzzy. Right. I think some people just don't know how to engage with someone that just lost their mom. You know sure. what I mean? Like, so the, they say those cliche things because that's, they think that they're making you feel better. And um, I, I have tried to, to give them grace. And I know I have probably said them before um, also, but I, I would just encourage people, if you have someone that you love, that, that is grieving, to know that what they need is, is, is love and not necessarily your your words or um, you're trying to fix them yeah. yes yeah or so, reasoning i guess yes. i say reasoning like there are people are like trying to put reasoning on it for you listening right isn't that a huge did you say thing? something listen <laughs> oh yes what yes. what'd you say it's very insightful very insightful <laughs> yes listening so here's here's part of what catches me though is i'm such a teacher to people that you speak your needs you honor mm-hmm. someone else's need and with death the rules are different Mm-hmm. Right, it's really hard when you're that much grief to know what you need. Mm-hmm. Right, so like, how give the listeners some ideas of how to really understand how to show up for somebody. Not every rule is going to apply. We know that, right? right? But just for you, from your experience, what would be the the guidelines around your needs during that? That wow, that is a great. Did you know we were going to ask a question? You did not ask it. <laughs> I asked it. She said it's a great question for me. Um, Dan's a listener. Oh. You know, you have to say a great question. She's great. I, <laughs> I think, um, 
I think for me, what was helpful was my my girlfriend Lindsay. She came and cleaned my house. Wow. And this this girl can clean, y'all. Like mm. she can clean. And not only did she clean my house, but she put Gerber daisies around. I think they were Gerber daisies. They were happy flowers. Yeah. I, I know that in mason jars, just in different places. Huh. And the thing was, at that point, my grief had turned to depression, which for me, I was having a really hard time keeping up with simple things like laundry and house cleaning. And I felt a lot of shame and guilt in that because that's not typically who I am, mm -hmm. but it was a struggle. And so her not trying to fix me, not trying to put a band but, but simply coming over and doing right. what I needed. Um, and, and not asking first, too, right? Just yeah. coming over and... Right, which yes. goes against us different rules. If yeah. you just came to my house and cleaned my house without asking me, I'm calling to Popo. Yes. On you. But death is different. Their right. yeah. needs are different. And it, and it was vulnerable. It was embarrassing for her to see, you know, but you we were spending day? enough time together where she knew, you know. So I would say, Looked you like know, Danielle's just... house. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Maybe you can come over. Can you edit that out? No, we can Truth in. <laughs> <laughs> Speak it. Truth creeps too, right? So things like that, um, you know, bringing a meal. Uh, I love food, and uh, you know, just just that sounds like acts of service. Yes, yes. People just um, swooping in to help you. Doing things like that that they may not think of. Also, there were people that, that did speak beautiful truths in my life, and, and I think you would have been one of them had I known you. I would have right. wanted you speaking into mm. me. And so I wouldn't want to caution someone to say, don't ever speak truth in, but I would say, like, go to God, um, really think before you speak. Right. And, and if you get it wrong and you sense that they are hurt, you can express to them that you love them and mm. you're trying right. and you know so right. don't be afraid to not just still let it be about them if you're right. so scared to speak you're making it about yeah. you right? right still let it be about yes. them or maybe process. just ask like did you have people ask you like what can I do for like what do you need I don't know that I had people ask but I did have some amazing girlfriends through this but if you ask, if you're someone like me, I'm going to say, hmm, no, I'm good. Yeah. <sighs> but, <laughs> so to just show up and do stuff, I think that would work for me. I think that's what you were saying some of your yeah. friends had done, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that would, so you can show up and do things. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be there for you, brother. Thank you. You're do you need brother. your house cleaned? Thanks. Right? Little, yes. <laughs> I can come tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so I've had people tell me, like, they're standing there, they've lost their son. Mm -hmm. And someone walks up and said, I know what it feels like, I just lost my dog. Mm. Mm. I will tell you, I think God's best thing are the four-legged puppies. Like, I love mm -hmm. doggies, right? Yeah. But it's, it's not the same as carrying a child or adopting a child mm -hmm. and watching their life change. And so we, we do need to have some consciousness of what we're saying. Let it be, the person's in grief, let it be about them. Absolutely, 100% agreed. I mean, even for me losing my mother, that is more of a natural process than losing right. a child. So, totally different ball game, yeah. I would even say. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And so, if people came up to you and said, I lost my mom too, I know what it's like, was that invalidating or was it empathy? For me, it was empathy and I felt this sort of kindred spirit. 
you know, even mm-hmm. just in our eyes, mm-hmm. right. we didn't have to say much else right. or an embrace. Just they know that grief, that mm-hmm. level of yes. pain. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm sure you think about your mom. Oh, yes. Every day. On the drive over as I yeah. was getting lost. Yeah. yeah, to talk to her, do you like, I'm lost because you're not here. Thank you. <laughs> well, I was uh, gifted her car from my oh, amazing wow. stepfather. And that, so really, I was like kind of riding with her all the way around. Oh, not, not, not really, yeah, no, but about great. as much as I can be. Yeah. So, yes, yes. I was wow. like, Mom, even though you don't live in Charlotte, so you probably couldn't get me here. I'm sure you would have found a way. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, don't give a great, great mom. Yes. Yeah. True. Danielle has a really good mom yeah. to bring in cars. I named my car after her mom. Wow. What kind of car is that? Well, be quiet. Oh, you can't say. You can't, you can't not say. What? Do I have a Porsche 718 Cayman? So what kind of name goes with Dre? Dre. Perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. But there, there's, my there's something beautiful in a connection of having a really good mom because yeah. hers, her mom would be the mm-hmm. one that would talk her through. And I think that's mm-hmm. such a great example of that level of beautiful guidance and connection, which is what is, is who God can be to any of us, mm-hmm. no matter how, what kind of parents we had. Absolutely. Yeah. Was it easier for you to believe in this amazing, beautiful God because you had such a good mom? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've said because I've always felt such love for my mom and my dad that it was not hard for me to believe that God loved me. Mm. It's never been a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, that's And great. when my brother died, mm. I saw my parents, even though they were actually divorced at the time, but they both completely surrendered their life to God, wow. desperate for him. I was seven and I saw this. And so with my brother's passing, it was incredibly painful for them, but there was also them being rescued by this loving God. And my little eyes saw that. And then I was I was smitten by Jesus. Wow, that's beautiful. So, you know, that was, his passing was kind of my coming to Jesus wow. and my parents. So we yeah. all came to faith around the same right. time. And it's amazing that, because that's what happens on the cross, that there's yeah. death that led to rebirth. And that's exactly what happened in your family. Absolutely. My, my brother began, when he got sick, he began writing to pastors and asking questions about the book of Revelation. I mean, he truly was God's vessel to them drawing near. And he was this, this 13, 14 year old kid. And just, wow. so. That was beautiful. Yeah, he's yeah. our hero, so. Yeah, that's great, and always will be. Yeah. Is there anything that when you look back on being on the IC Talk stage, you're just curious, like, what was it like? Is there anything that you thought would come out of your mouth that didn't just just didn't quite happen that you want to say today? What I hope, I knew I was a little worried about the time because I'm a chatter and I was Mm -hmm. thinking, okay, I could be up here for 30 minutes. And so (laughs) I didn't want to expound on a ton of things in fear of running out of time. But one thing that I just hope that the listeners understood was that while I was running that race, I was not in a season of depression or really dealing with the shame and guilt. I had worked through that. It was the fear that God was addressing on that run. And for them to understand, in case they're in a similar situation of depression, that there wasn't any running going on for a season for me. The things that I loved doing, I had stopped. In fact, if I was running to anything, it was to Netflix, uh, Parenthood, Gilmore Girls, um, (laughs) 
after my daughter went to bed, it was like me and Gilmore Girls and a bag <laughs> love of Gilmore potato Girls. chips. I need to say that. I love yes. Gilmore Girls. And French onion dip and then brownie mix. Not not brownies. Oh, I mean, I was feeding my emotions yes. and yes. wanting to escape. And even Gilmore Girls, think about what it's about. Mother and daughter. So yes. I was like kind of reliving this relationship, you know, and... It, it is what it is. Uh, it is not how I want to live. I think Gilmore Girls every now and then. But, but the way I was coping was, was kind of escaping and yes. not engaging with my husband and my child and really the world the way I wanted. But so I would just say they may have been confused. Like she says she's exhausted. She can't clear her house, but she's running half marathons. No. Oh, I didn't, I didn't take it like that at okay, all. Okay, good. Yeah. And I, yeah, I wouldn't good, have. Good. I didn't. You didn't? Okay. It definitely that, seemed post. Like you okay. were saying. like I'm, Wonderful. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of our activities just there's we're lethargic mm-hmm. like you know trauma and depression lives in your body mm-hmm. and so you can you can know where you are in your depression level by your your energy so true yeah. i mean that that was my biggest and most frustrating symptom was just the exhaustion so i i wanted to make sure that that people understood that at that point you know i had worked through the yeah. of depression mm-hmm. so yeah but i know that wasn't easy for you no was that your first time giving that speech it's actually not a speech, it's a talk. My bad. Yes, that, that particular one. And, and here's the interesting thing. When, when I tried out for ICU Talks, um, I knew that God wanted me to speak about fear. Yeah. I hadn't even ran that race yet. Wow. The word of fear kept coming That's up. That's amazing. And, and, and the thing was, I, I, I knew, I had some promptings like before then that I, I knew God wanted to do work, and he knows running for me is where we we really connect and yes. I, I think yes. it's it's a picture of like running the race of life and so he's like okay let, yeah. let's just yes. but so I, I knew that I was supposed to speak on it but but it was it was a faith thing when I mm-hmm. came and auditioned because he was still taking me through that 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 journey and and, and he still is right there's a good crew there with that interview Yes, process. yes, yeah. I was yeah. quite impressed. Well, there's, there's so much of what you just said. So in AA, I know other places might do this, but we say that fear stands for face everything and recover or mm. forget everything and run. Ooh, oh, I like that. that. So that's very literal for you, yes. right? You were technically running. And you know I'm a runner, and one of the, yes. my meditation, like I cannot sit still and meditate, but I can run, and I hear from him so clearly Same. and I know it's him because it's so much more intelligent than I will ever be yes and it comes with such grace and gentleness and that's just not how mm-hmm. I roll and so I know it's him yeah and it's so neat that through all your pain you still found a way to what would connect you because you were so disconnected and you found a way to get connected absolutely yeah that's amazing do you want to talk about how amazing I am, Danielle? No, I we've said amazing, great, like all these. Amazing good words. grace. I, I don't great. think I did. Amazing I'm and great. Pretty sure my little brother Dan never. It was said implied. It. it was implied. Yeah. Like, I was like, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, and the other thing that I think you said that was so poignant is that you auditioned to be a speaker for us, and the story's not completely done. That's right. Right. Like we don't have to show up completely what we would consider ready. You just have to show up as yourself. Yes. And then God's going to do the rest. So true. Um, I have listened to a few of the other podcasts, which very impressed. And um, Why are you looking at only him? Because, because together. <laughs> I don't get credit for anything Nothing. over here. I'm just sitting Nothing. here. Nothing. Let, let her water. speak. Let Your her childhood speak. issues. <laughs> Your childhood issues are coming back up right now, Danielle. Oh, well, I'm the kid sitting on the front porch right now. <laughs> 
can we let her speak? Ladies, okay, sorry. you're wonderful I'm as sorry. well. Go ahead. I <laughs> noticed that you have asked the question, which I thought tied into what you were saying about if people think, oh, their life's great now, mm-hmm. which yes. connected with what you were just yes. speaking about, you know, about how I was speaking about something that is still being worked through. Yes. And I think in my younger years, like college, when I had a transformation mm-hmm. place, I thought to myself, okay, like this is my message, you know, the Lord has rescued me from this and now I'm all good. And I've, I've realized with life and time that yes, sometimes that is true. We do go through things where we have this amazing transformation experience and we are never the same. But also I think of that verse where Jesus says, you know, in this world there is going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. I've overcome it obviously, but um, just remembering that we are still living in a world with trouble. And, and for me, um, I'm still going through difficult things. I mean, I haven't aced this fear thing, right. but that doesn't mean that I can't share about oh, where that's God has right. me Amen. Now, yeah. You know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, very much. So I have this great privilege of there are certain people in the audience on the third Tuesday month last few talks that are part of my, my patients, my clientele. There's people that I know. Mm-hmm. And so then after an event, they come in and I get to hear without prompting it because I will never have an agenda in someone's session, like what their experience was like for them. And so someone shared with me that, and her children are grown, that she did not realize until she saw you, it was visual for her, mm-hmm. when you were talking about kicking the fear and you literally kicked, yeah. that she got clarity about fear that came in her life after her children were born similar thoughts that you had shared yeah. that you were having. She never connected any of it to fear or that it was something that she needed to process. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Wow. So that's, that's the beauty of it. When we yeah. share our story, when our story's not even done, but we still share where we are, other people get to come towards us. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's you're beautiful. welcome. It's a great connection. So what's next for you, Macy? What is next for me? Um, I would say twofold. First of all, lately I've been feeling from the Lord that what is next for me is being home and being present mm-hmm. there. Um, with some passions that I have, I've found being present to be a struggle. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing and looking forward to, you know, speaking opportunities, doing what I love and feel most alive doing, but not forgetting my people when I'm home, you know, mm. my my daughter, making sure that I'm present with her during the day. So I hope what is next for me in this next year is a, a life of more fearlessness, yes. growing in that, and, and being present. But there is this desire to do what I believe one of the things that he's put me on earth to do, which is just to to have opportunities to speak and, and, and love on other women and um, hopefully in ways like retreats or conferences. So I'm going to intentionally pursue that this year, but also not forget to be present every day. You know, Don't, really don't forget your male fans. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> There's some sensitive ones out there. Well, very you know, much, very I'm, I'm very much about my sisterhood. I love a women's retreat. But you know, you're not invited. <laughs> Basically, she's saying you're not invited. You draw your hair out. I get that a lot. <laughs> 
but it feels like more of a women's ministry, even though your message, especially about grief, is for all of sure, us. Sure, yes. And it's I mean, I, you know, I, so before I had Natalia, I taught at a high school and I begged the principal, can I just teach an all girls class? Like, I've just mm-hmm. always been a big sis about mm-hmm. girl time. Mm-hmm. And so for the first two years, I had an all girls class and it was like sister time. I mean, I just loved it. But, but um, after I think two years, he was like, okay. You're also going to teach co-ed. And these young guys made me want sense a little bit. Um, I mean, they were were precious. And so, you know, obviously, if there are opportunities to share, and it's guys and gals, I am there. But there is this thing about sisterhood for me. And just I love women's retreats. I think because we can get deep into the word. And I can also pray with them, hear about their life. Like we have a little bit more time together than just a right. one night thing, you know. So, so I, I would love to do more of that. Yeah, I know wherever you go, they're going to be blessed. Thank Absolutely. You. And so I just want our listeners to know that wherever you're in a grief process, your grief might be over a career that wasn't what you thought it was going to be. It could be significant people in your life who are no longer here. That please let your grief be personal. Let it be yours. It's not like you hit year one. And everything gets better you don't hit year two and automatically everything gets better that please let compassion come into your life in that area but be exactly where you are seek out people like Macy who speak openly and honestly about where they've been and where they want to go great that's all you got that's, I, there, that's, how can you follow that good yeah. point oh, okay all right listeners <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening to IT Talks, Hear Voices. Don't forget to subscribe and to write reviews, only positive ones. I've had enough negativity in my life, people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Macy. We love you. Thank you. Thanks for having you. Thanks again for joining us. ICU Talks is a mental health ministry founded on God, education, validation, and community. ICU Talks hosts live events that occur on the third Tuesday of every month, allowing people to come forward to share their authentic stories involving mental health in front of a live audience. Please subscribe to our podcast, and we'd be very pleased if you would leave us positive and uplifting comments. Keep in mind, all original ICU Talk sessions are available on YouTube. And for more information, please go to icutalks.org been a pleasure having you join us today.